Casual Temple podcast, and you're listening to episode number three, and I am your host, Marilee Duffy. My mission with the Casual Temple podcast is to introduce the world to a variety of ways you can develop a relationship with spirit. We will hear from everyday people about their magical practices, psychic phenomenon, energy healing, as well as hear about their amazing, mystical, and paranormal experiences. This week, my guest is Jose Alicia, who joins the podcast to talk about his spiritual journey, as well as his experiences with the non-physical world. Hello, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess, Jose, we'll just kind of start from the beginning, uh, wherever you feel like you want to share about uh, your either your earliest memory of your spiritual experience or um, something that was kind of pivotal that you remember and would like to share. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. I have I have a lot of stories um, to tell about my spiritual experiences and, and, and all the non-physical. Um, but the earliest, which is to this day, I think still the most uh, the most magical, but also the most subtle and the more heartwarming one um, was back when I was about five to six years old and I was in my bed. After my mom put on the blankets on me, she did a prayer, she left the room, and I guess about 30 minutes, um, I, I, I was scared about uh, about the dark, by the way. So I, it would take me always about 30 to 60 minutes while I would fall asleep after that. Um, so while I was falling asleep, I see this orb just floating somewhere close to the door um, of my room. And it was a beautiful, gentle, indigo, bluish color. And it was just floating just above, closer to the door um, of my room. And I was always scared of the dark. And what makes this so spiritual is that when I see this orb, I just sense so much peacefulness in my heart and all that came to my brain, I was just a kid, was, oh, that's my guardian angel. And I remember smiling just like a, like a very subtle smile, uh, just a kid. And I just went back to my bed and, 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 and then I fall asleep. And I remember waking up the next day and I go over to my mom. And the very first thing that I tell her is, hey, mom, I asked her for the blessings um, in in." I'm Puerto Rican and we do always greet, you know, your family asking them for the blessing. So you would say like, hi, bendicion, and that's asking them for the blessing. So I asked her for the blessing first. And then I'm like, oh, this is what happened last night. And I tell her about the blue orb floating above close to my door. And I have not tell her what that meant for me and what I thought it was. I just told her what happened. And she quickly went and said, Oh, your guardian angel visited you last night. And that for me was just double confirmation about my guardian angel because while it was happening, I was in awe and all I thought was, oh, that was my guardian angel. And then when I told my mom, she also shares the same back. She's like, oh, that was your guardian angel. So so, so to me, that's been the, the one that that's the earliest, I would say. Um, because, you know, when you're a kid, uh, you do not have, I guess, so much vocabulary to kind of label things. So you just feel and sense and see things and hear them. And I remember being so afraid of the dark. But this specific night, even though there was a very unusual, like, 
event happening in the room, like an orb floating, like, you know, like what the heck? <laughs> um, and I just did not get scared. So I took it as that was my guardian angel. So that's been the earliest memory. Oh, that's cool. That's such a, it's so interesting that you, your mom was like immediately aligned with like what you had seen and felt that it was. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think is, you know, I, I would say, so in, in what, so my mom would do two prayers for me before going to bed. Um, and we, we, we are not a family of super being like super religious or super Catholic. Um, that's the religion that I grew up in, but we will always believe, you know, about there's a greater power, there's God and that prayer is a powerful tool. So she will, she will pray, do like a general prayer for me to fall asleep and wake up the next day, because I will always go to bed thinking that I wouldn't wake up the next day for some reason. And then she would do the second prayer, which was specifically for the guardian angel. So I, I guess the, the, the guardian angel, you know, vocabulary and concept was there already because of all these prayers. But that was, that has been the only time where this specific event happened. And that's what came to, to, to our minds. Yeah, but I was shocked that she, she tapped into it like real quick. Cool. So, uh, so your guardian angel, did you ever sense or feel um, them nearby again, or did you, or are you always kind of feeling them nearby in your life? So growing up, that that's a, that's a really good question because growing up, I wouldn't say exactly that I would feel this guardian angel around, um, but I did have the knowing that he was around. I, I I didn't know that he was around protecting me. Um, and back then, because again, because of the religious practices, I will also call in the Holy Spirit. And to me, that that's just what it was, just spirit. And 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 all all that I had was a knowing that they were around and 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 that I was intuitive. But other than that, no, in a way that I'm aware now. Uh, right now, I could say oh, my guardian angel is around, or I can say my guides are around because of how, you know, how developed I feel that uh, my my skills are in regards to this, that I can sense I have certain signs and certain symbols to when they show up. Um, but back then, no, it was just annoying. Okay, cool. Um... So kind of on that, it seems like your mom, at least you had your mom to kind of go to, it sounds like, as somebody who um, could either support what you were uh, experiencing or at least give you some, I guess, words, since if you're a child, you maybe didn't know um, what was going on. But would you say she was one of your role models in that respect of like somebody who could kind of help you with the spiritual experience? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I, I think that that's a perfect segue. Um, to be honest, my mom always, uh, not only because of her praying for me, but she will allow me just to say all of these things and she will never correct me or tell me, oh, are you crazy or you are making it up? Or she was very much aware of, of I believe probably not only my intuition, but about her own intuition, because it wasn't on, on, until 
I grew up um, more probably around close to finishing uh, elementary school, I think that's when she started to open up to me about her own experiences and how intuitive she is, which I somehow knew. Um, but 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 I would say that she was one of those role models as to, I wouldn't say that I have been following her path, but that she allowed me to follow my own path. So so indeed she was she was one of those role models. Um and and aside from her, I would say I used to volunteer to go to church. Like I will ask my grandma or my aunt, Oh, are you going to church today? Just because I wanted to go to church. It, it, it's kind of weird because most kids you will hear about their family forcing them to go to church. But back then my inner compass had me just feeling this pull to church so 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 i always pray and i always saw jesus as one of the energy masters um same as with buddha and, and and same as all these other ascended masters um and the same for mother Teresa. like i would read her book i would know about them and i was such a curious kid that i would just ask questions to people in church about their own uh experiences and and I, I, what's very interesting is that people that are listening, they might be, oh my God, like Christian, like Catholic and like going to church. And then, but also you will have a chance to develop or your, your psychic side. And, and, and I believe it's because I never label church, God or religious with anything negative or anything that will create a limitation to my belief or to my experiences. Like in my brain, there there would never, like it never made sense or I never felt as if that was a constrictor or a constraint to my own journey. Um, so, so, so some of the, my role models definitely fall into the Catholic church um, and, and then my mom, yeah. Cool. Would you, uh, yeah, that's interesting about like the church um, aspect of it. Like we, I'll just say for me, I grew up, I was baptized Catholic, but it was one of those like, what do they call it? Like sun or not even like more like Christmas Catholic. <laughs> like we were kind of not go all the time. Mm. Um, but, uh, but I think that exposure was kind of at least helpful, right? Because it's sort of believing in something you can't really touch with your hands, you know? So I think that was... Uh, something that was very crucial and at least in my development as well um yeah would you say beyond uh sort of the church and then sort of the people around you which are really wonderful role models to have was there like a particular I know you said you were reading like uh books with about some of the saints or anything like that is there maybe like a even now is there somebody that you look at that um is like a modern I guess, modern role model, or I don't even know if role model is the right word, like a spiritual mm. leader that you kind of gravitate toward or respect? That is that is a really good question because I I, I think now, which, which is good, by the way, don't get me wrong, but but I feel that now this, this movement, and I'm calling it a movement because there are so many different disciplines, so many different practices, and so many people that consider themselves 
spiritual um but but at the same time it's hard i feel to just pin down that one person that i would say just look up to this person and you have it all clear and you have it like you'll be you know you will understand everything and you you know you you will be sure that you won't be biased towards anything however um if i were to name a few i would say one of them is esther hicks and abraham hicks um i do listen a lot to to a lot of her uh interviews a lot of her, uh, her events that you can pretty much find them all on youtube um and she speaks about putting yourself in receiving mode and manifestation and creating your own you know the life of your dream and 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 guiding yourself based on that inner compass and your feelings and she does that through channeling the spirits that she calls abraham um and then another one would be louise hay she's also very much similar to abraham hicks um and i do uh i i like to hear to to listen to her um every other day only because of it, it's kind of a reminder of our own power in and how much control we have with our life um but spiritual leader is it's it's that's a really yeah that's a that's a big question um to be honest i've never been a fan of favorites i've never been a fan of of being like oh this is my favorite drink or this is my favorite song my favorite artist so i would say the same thing goes for spiritual leaders um and, and it's because of the human component i think the ego it, it it's 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 something that we have to deal with in this dimension and a lot of these people are just that are just humans so there are a lot of their spiritual uh past that i like but then there's the ego component of uh, of their humanness which they have all the right to have but i might not align to that so so that's why i might not be able to 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 name other spiritual leaders um alan watts um i do hear to some of the recordings that are available of him um and i love them you know but but at the same time i feel as if we all have the uh free will to create our own north star so that i don't limit myself in just oh i would just you know follow or be aligned to these leaders but that's a really good question because modern like good modern leaders i would say are not that many i know that you go online and you can see all of like thousands of people probably speaking about spirituality healing um and the met metaphysical but i would say my inner compass tell me that only a few you know are 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 the ones that i am mostly interested in and that will actually help me mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's from what I can tell as well as sort of how everybody's going is kind of maybe more listening to what their own inner voice is telling them, uh, mm -hmm. you know, taking some advice from all these other sources and saying, oh, does this resonate? Does this not resonate? Uh, you know, and try to sort that out for yourself. So, yeah, I definitely think that's uh, where everybody's headed. And I think that's very cool.
Um, so let's see. So when would you say you understood that you were a psychic? Big, I, I, it feels like a big question for some weird reason, but when, when did you, or did you even put that yeah. label on yourself ever? Yeah, it, it, you know, for uh, to some extent, um, saying it or hearing it sounds as as coming out. You know, I'm coming out as a psychic. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I I I would say I understood what being a psychic was for myself not too long ago, to be honest. Um, probably only about five years ago before I decided to move from Puerto Rico to Seattle. Um, although that's not to say that I really always knew that I was highly into this since I was a kid, um, because I would share, like I said, my experiences with my mom and she will acknowledge them and also tell me her experiences as an also into the person, but I was never as familiar with the term or attached to the term until very recent, which is when I decided to study it. Um, in a more formal way, because I I have been studying the non-physical since I was a kid. I, I remember telling one of my mom's cousins, I think she asked me one day, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I told her, oh, I want to be a parapsychologist. And I said it with such freedom that now that I think I'm like, that's a very interesting for, thing for a kid, one, to know what it is, mm-hmm. and two, to say that wants to be when the kid grow up. You know, yeah. it's kind of weird, you would say, or unique. Um, but but the term psychic, I, I yeah, I wasn't considering myself psychic until just very recent. Um, most of my life, I did tell my close friends, like, oh, I'm such a weird person, or, oh, I just know things. Or I would tell them about my experiences, whether they would believe me or not, or whether they agree or not. And I would use the word intuitive that, mm-hmm. that, or intuition. Um, but psychic seems to be a big word. And, and I would say, I would love for it to stay always like a big word, because I think there should be some respect behind these practices. I, th- mm-hmm. I think... You know, uh, probably you can tell from your own experiences, but when you when you ask the universe for more, the universe will send you more. Mm-hmm. And there's no limit other than our humanness. And to some extent, uh, the, the word psychic is something that I would, yeah, that I would always have, have respect for, I would say, the same way mm-hmm. as I use the word spiritual. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now you got me thinking. Now you you are giving me homework <laughs> oh, <good>. meditating <laughs> around just the word. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of, um, it's a big word. And I also think at least from my own, um, experience, there's some baggage around it in a way. Yeah. Like, I think that's why folks tend to not, I'm like, I'm more intuitive or instead of kind of, you know, maybe shying away from psychic, but I think that's changing because, um, people are being a little more open about what they're experiencing. So I feel like it's changing a little bit. Um, that, so... That's good. That's good because in my, in my case, it is, it is somehow it is disconnected to the people's opinion or view, mm, mm-hmm. but for some reason, the word on itself feels powerful. Yeah. Um, but, I, but, I, but I can see 
yeah yeah no but that's that that's good and, and and for everyone that's listening i would say um embrace the word you know embrace the word if you really consider yourself a psychic um and 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 just show up for who you are you know sometimes i i see people um being very loud about how psychic they are and 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 and, I, and i'm like you know, a, a true psychic usually doesn't make as much noise. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when you get all these intuitive hits, they just come in a way that is so subtle that if you're not intuitive, you will miss them. Yeah. And yeah. and 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 that that's why that's why the terms I would say it's so big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of along with sort of getting those intuitive hits, um, and I know some people may be familiar with like clairs, like the different clairs that somebody may have, which are um, the different ways of um, seeing or feeling like psychic information or hits. Um, mm -hmm. How would you articulate it to somebody? Well, to a lot of people who, pro who think they aren't experiencing it. Um, how would you say it happens or happens for you specifically? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, what I always tell other people, because people has asked, the people have asked me, they they see the confidence that I have whenever I speak about these topics, and and I always tell them, do you remember that time when you met someone, and you were, oh I don't like this person, or you went, I love this person already, like just I I I think it's in those moments where you can start understanding what declares or what receiving psychic information is because then it would only require some stillness in that moment and think wait why don't i like this person like where is it in my body that i'm feeling it is it more a feeling is it more a sense is it more something that i am seeing because some sometimes people are like oh but that's just because of stereotypes how that person is walking or how that person is talking and i would say look beyond that because sometimes what seems common sense to you might end up not being so common and i i did find this i i found this out very recent too because i was taking for granted so many of my spiritual experiences only because I thought that most people were experiencing them because of the common sense. But it, it isn't until you start articulating um, what's going on with you or how you know or, or the information that you're getting from spirit, when, when you go like, oh, this doesn't happen to you. And that's when you know that you are a little bit different. Um, but I would say everyone is psychic or intuitive. To a certain extent, um, our body, I would consider that is our biggest antenna um, that receives all this information and everyone has a body. So I would say it's just a matter of understanding how much noise people experience on a day to day and then look for, like, like I would say, look for less noise. Um, and, and, and I would say just, just think in those feelings when you feel that something feels wrong or something feels right, just keep asking those questions to yourself because I 
I believe people spend a lot of time in their head, which is usually what we psychic and intuitive do, but I think it's probably asking the wrong question. So so I would say just, just for the people that are listening, just sit with those moments and those feelings and then ask yourself, what is it exactly that you're feeling and where where are you feeling it? And how does it feel? And, and, and how true to your heart it feels? Because sometimes, we, uh, and this happens a lot where you can go like, oh, there's something about this that I don't like, but then give it 10 more minutes and suddenly you are best friend with that person you know so 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 i would say it, it there there's a blurry line between how much you can trust or how much certainty you can have because it's just in the subtle signs where actually you can discover um whether you are having an, an, a spiritual experience or not and the world itself you know it's a spiritual experience on itself so I think if you're having a crappy life, that will still be that spiritual experience. I think it it it's it's what you do with that, um, and and, and where's the where the potential lies, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of how you handle the information and what you do with it. Um, I guess something that you said that made me think about. Uh, so one of the things that made me aware was. And this is when in my corporate jobs, and I know you're familiar with that, but like in my corporate jobs, <laughs> and then like there would be a meeting or there would be like a big meeting or, you know, somebody important would say something. And then I would turn to like my friend and I would say, didn't, did you not hear that? Like they said, da, 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 da. And then they were like, no, they didn't. And I was like, yes, they did. <laughs> they said, da, 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 da. And so I was like, you just need to, I said, you just need to listen between the words like you can hear what they're saying and it's totally opposite of what is coming out of their mouth. And then they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and yeah, I was it's, like, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious because I, 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 for the most part, I, I keep some of the information to myself when I receive it, um, especially in the corporate world. However, that's not to say that we just me being present and doing my work People can actually tell because uh, sometimes I just know something and I happen to write it somewhere or say it or even do a task that's aligned to what I know. And I have had peers that are close to me and they go like, wait, how do you know that? And I'm like, wait, was I not supposed to know that? Didn't you? read it or didn't were you not there you know it, it's kind of like and suddenly I go with down this rabbit hole where it's like am I making it up like it, it didn't happen at all is it just me who knows but it ends up being aligned to what the true story is you know because at the, in the corporate world there there's so much info, information that might not be might not be available to everyone. Yeah. Um. But but somehow you just happen to know more. Um. But mm -hmm. but but yeah. I am not as I am I am no. I try not to be as. Um. I try not to say a lot about what I'm receiving at the moment, but I I do use it. Mm -hmm. Um. I get that. That's one of the. Um. That's one of the good things about being a psychic incorporate, maybe, um, that you just know things and you can use it 
um, or your or your advantage in a good way, of course, you know, it's mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it's a matter of how aligned you are to the work that you are supposed to do and, and, and how productive you are. Yeah. So so I, I guess it helps, but it does feel weird. Yeah, it's like other people are not aware and you think that it's just common sense. Mm -hmm. um, or, hey, do you know that there will be some like structure change in the organization? And yeah. then they ask, how do you know that? And when I try to elaborate how, they end up clueless. They end up being, they, they end up, you know, they feel clueless because mm -hmm. I, I happen to not being able to, to be as elaborate about how I know that information. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. I'll just say that um, it, it has taken me a long time because to learn one, to learn that other people aren't getting the same type of information. Cause I just thought, Oh, I just, it just, I just know it happens i don't know um but the other thing too is like i would blurt it out kind of like just, mm -hmm. and then i would just be known as kind of blunt you know and blunt mm -hmm. and direct um so i i got a lot of that kind of feedback but um yeah yeah <laughs> feedback, feedback incorporate it's, yeah. it's wonderful <laughs> it is wonderful yeah um well cool thanks for going down that road with me talk a little bit about uh corporate jobs um, now this question's kind of similar to um the first question about your earliest spiritual experience, mm -hmm. I guess, but what's a more recent uh spiritual experience or one that stands out um uh for you uh beyond when you were a child that you can recall? Uh, mm. So I, I have two. I have two spirits two and you know I I as a psychic, I think I know where you want to go with this question. <laughs> so I will change a little bit and I would say I wouldn't call this experience spiritual only because mm -hmm. of the nature of it. Mm -hmm. Um it's a little bit delicate and I wouldn't mm -hmm. and I and I wouldn't consider it spiritual. However, it was indeed uh 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 as psychic experience or mm -hmm. an experience that was out of this world and this was actually the experience that made me seek professional training in being a psychic and give, giving to it a structure and understanding it more. Um, and it only happened probably no more than four years ago, I would say. And I was at an apartment complex here in Seattle and I am with a friend of mine and we are walking a hallway of where, where this friend uh, used to live. And one of his neighbors comes out of his apartment. And I just look because I am a person that I just like to say hi and greet everyone. So I just, I was, I just turned and I was already uh, biased to say hi. But when I look at the person, everything surrounding the person became black and then my vision became like tunnel vision and all I felt all that I felt close to my heart because it was around my chest area was fear and the thing is that the person was not outside his apartment for a long time the person literally came out of his apartment stared at me and then went inside literally that's all that the person did and 
it felt like a long time because of what I experienced, what how my body felt and everything. And I looked to my friend and the very first few words that came from my mouth were, hey, is that your neighbor? Be careful because this is not good. I am afraid. I feel a lot of fear when I look at this person. And my friend goes like, oh, wow. I just don't know that person because that person almost never comes out of the apartment. And we left. So two weeks later, I see a missed call from this friend late at night. Um, and I returned the call the next day. So so I'm like, hey, what's going on? And and this friend asked me, hey, remember the guy that you told me to be careful about? And I, I got a little bit scared because I was like, oh, wait, did this person did something to you or or, or or something around those lines. And my friend tells me, no, I'm okay. Is that that person actually try to unalive themselves? They jump from the apartment complex building. And uh, this friend, yeah, this friend was calling me out of fear because it all happened in front of his eyes because his patio was next to the patio of this neighbor. And it happened that when the person jumped from the building, the person survived and there was just blood everywhere. And there there was the police and there there was a lot of other things happening. And that that for some reason, that's been the one that I would say is the most recent, that stood out the most for me and that made me seek more understanding about what is it that I feel? Why is it that I am feeling it? And is there something there for me to do? Or is it only for me to know? Like, it, I became very confused. I became very conflicted because I was to some extent, wow, to, I was labeling this person as dangerous. Whereas in that case, it's not that the person was dangerous. It was that the person was in a very low vibrational place. And I don't know the person, but let's just guess, you know, probably depression or probably life events or situations. And not many people are talking about suicide out there, you know. So 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 it, it, it really it really hit like hit me really strong because I will have hate to label the person as dangerous when they are just having a, a a mental health issue um but 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 i would say that was a really strong psychic hit that i just had for the probably not even five seconds that i look at the person and i knew that something was wrong and i knew that something was happening i just couldn't understand it mm-hmm. and that's what made me seek professional training um and understanding but and, and since then to be honest it's really like I am I am pretty well tuned up, meaning like I do understand now what is it that I feel, how does it feel when it's something not so positive? Is it regarding the person? Is it regarding the environment? Is it regarding myself? Um, but that's one that really stood out the most for me and that was very recent. Um and just for the audience, not all spiritual experiences look and feel like that. Um, that happened to be the one that 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 was like life changing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me seek, you know, more understanding on this. 
but I do have other spiritual experiences like an awakening that I had when, back in 2012 during another during a church event actually um it was during a youth retreat and back then I was such an introverted person I wouldn't talk to anyone that wouldn't be my best friends or my family and I would walk like close to the walls at school I will be a full nerd. I will be studying and that was it. I will have no social life. And I remember being at this youth retreat and at one of the sessions, I think we were praying or, or doing some sort of prayer in a, in a room that, to me, by the way, any room that has spiritual leaders in it, like, like you know, like figures of Jesus, Buddha, um, all, all, all these uh, gods and goddesses, they, for some reason, it just feels so peaceful to me. So so this place, this room felt peaceful where I was, and I was on the floor praying, and I, and I, and I just had like an awakening moment where I just, it was kind of like turning on a switch, almost as if it turned on, and then God or spirit opened my brain and my level of awareness to, hey, you should start talking. You should start speaking up for yourself because all of your thoughts, they are real and you must listen to them because you have a bigger purpose than the one that you think you have. And suddenly, for some reason, that was enough for me to gain the confidence in speaking up for myself, whether that came to speaking up for my ideas, for my views, or for to just say what I wanted um, that I was not doing before. So I was missing probably 50% of, of the human experience only by not being so aware of my potential. But it came up as an awakening during a Catholic church retreat and, and and it was really powerful but subtle at the same time and i tell this to people because I, I whenever people tell me that they um like some argument against psychics and or or intuitive or about how powerful we, we can be with all that we can tap into i just laugh and i look at them and i say you know what jesus and church they were the ones who actually woke me up on this. They were the ones who actually um, guided me to this awareness that, you know, uh, knowing and, and, and intuition and, and, and spirit goes beyond just the church. Mm -hmm. And indeed, I, I even stopped going to church probably a year later. Um, just naturally, I just kept myself out of church only because I wanted to experience now new perspective, new environments. Um, but but I had some sort of an awakening um, during a church event. Um, and, and, and that's the one that really helped me lower my guards and becoming more comfortable with who I was. And I became more extroverted, I would say, um, because then I was in so many projects back in college because of that <laughs> nice so it's not or let's see i'm trying to formulate my question here um so it sounded like um i think you were saying there that some of the people maybe at your church were maybe talking about 
like negatively about psychic experiences and then you were talking mm. about how jesus was <laughs> basically mystical so so so, yeah. so so that's the thing so it, it thankfully it did not happen during any of the church events that mm. i went or 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 it, it just happens during casual conversations with people just oh, I just on the yeah just on the normal basis it, it's like i could be talking to friends or just to someone new that i that i've just met and i just happen to say hey like fyi i'm a very spiritual person i'm not religious because people either ask for your job or people ask if you go to church or mm. people ask if where are you from that kind of questions you know so i always blurred out with the oh i'm on a spiritual journey and they become very curious but they some people don't like what they hear and they become very hesitant to accept what I'm saying. And I just I just look at them and, and whenever they are people that go to church, I just I just laugh in a, in a and not as making fun, but but like of, ju of just for them to realize how ironic because for them God is limiting somehow, but for me God is who actually um woke me on on like you know on on understanding that we are all connected and that god is more than just church or jesus or just a particular um religious practice um so it was a pretty interesting situation <laughs> yeah okay yeah that's interesting uh so it's more like in just all all conversations when that happens and you're like mm -hmm. that's interesting <laughs> okay um yeah, because literally all the, like, you know, all the, if you're Catholic, all the saints, Jesus, Buddha, whoever, they're all having, like, weirdo experiences, too, and, like, basically showing their mega psychic powers, so it, it is really yeah, cool. Yeah, right on. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, but somehow people, you know, somehow, and I, and I don't like to blame, I, I do not like to blame people. I just mm -hmm. think that there is just not the right time probably yeah. for them yeah. you know from um, and and if it end up not being in this lifetime well see you in the next one <laughs> um there are lessons that that takes a long way to uh, a, a long time to understand you know yeah for sure um let's see i guess um I kind of have like a double question but it's sort of there's sort of questions within questions but um <laughs> go for it yeah let's, let's see, see if, if my if my neurodivergent grabs both questions oh, okay. and is able to answer them <laughs> um i think you kind of already said it but like what does your current spiritual practice look like and if there's a path like and i know these labels are hard but if there is a label to put on that path mm. like, what do you what would you call it you know it, it might sound not so magical but to me it is magical but but what i would call or define it uh my spiritual core my spiritual path the current one um i would define it as the rediscovery of the self and the recovery of my sense of purpose mm -hmm. that's how i would put it um, I would say that's the current spiritual path where I consider that I'm at. Um, and it does feel magical because um, as a person that I, I, I do have experienced 
um, I've been severely depressed and I, uh, I've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety, ADHD. You know, you, 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 you go through life with experiencing life to some extent um, in a way that feels more like someone else is having the control. Um, and it isn't until you understand that you actually fully have the control of your life. That's when you see the light kind of at the end of the tunnel. But as a person that has been depressed for on and off um, uh, for, for a while, um, I feel that now is where I could say I am rediscovering who I truly am. And I am recovering that sense of purpose that I lost while I was severely depressed and anxious. Um, and, 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 and I just feel wonderful about that, you know, because it, it's, there was a moment where I will have all these highs and lows in ways that I wouldn't understand how to feel more certain when experiencing uncertainty. And now I'm in that place where I could experience uncertainty and I could experience a lot of things that might not be considered positive, but I still have the confidence that I am in full control of how I feel, how I am doing, and what I decide to do with my life. Um, and no, I don't fall into, you know, in, into a toxic, positive mindset because I think that would be the other extreme. Um, but but. But I do try to keep my inner being and my external environment as positive as possible. Um, I and 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 I will. I don't run away from problems. I do not run away from issues. So again, it's it's just it just it's a very interesting moment i i, I guess uh that in my life because i i look at it and i have so many problems i have so many issues meaning probably at work family issues like just normal human stuff um but they are not bringing me down as much as they were in the past um so so and i and i feel that they are getting me closer to my sense of purpose getting me closer to rediscovering who I am because I've changed so much. Um, and also they are helping me to tap into trauma from my childhood that I was not aware. And now they are coming to the surface and they are just this type of uh, information that they are so helpful to understand your own potential and who you can become. So I am right there in that path where I thought that I knew who I was. It happened that I didn't know exactly who I was. I still don't know who I am completely or fully, but I do feel more of myself and I can now have more control of how my path goes and how my journey goes. However, how does that look one, two, three years from now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that's the, that's the, um, that's the beauty of being uh respectful i would say or or being so interested in your own journey or in your own spiritual path that you are somehow open to what spirit calls you to or what your inner compass is pulling you to do Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, cool. Not sure yeah. if I answered both of your questions, but um... I think I I believe that you have. <laughs> we'll call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the way your path goes because I I kind of like that it is ever changing, right? As when you get more information, you're like, oh, I gotta re like re recalculate or whatever. Um, to an yeah, extent. and 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 you know, it is. I think something that I haven't mentioned is being present. You know, being present, sometimes there is a fear that when you are being fully present and mindful, there is this FOMO, fear of missing out, or mm. you feel that you are somehow being um, irresponsible because you are not thinking about the past or the future, but it is the present moment, the one that allows you to continue moving forward in the one that bring change into your life. Mm -hmm. And it sounds very interesting because when you think about it, it's like you think about the present as something that's linear, but then how is it that being present every single second takes you somewhere where that can be 180 degrees different to where you were a month, 12 months, three years? ago mm -hmm. so 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 there's there's key there, there there's a key to that and i think it's i'm living more present and i'm living more in my body rather than just thinking about the what if mm. or what or all the calls or have or would i don't know just <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it just the present time and moment um that the most uh spiritual one mm-hmm how would you say that you um, experience the present moment or get into the state of like, I'm in the present moment? Like, what do you, like, how do you get there, I guess? Or what do you do? Ah, that <laughs> is a work in progress. Um, mm -hmm. uh, as I, I mean, it, it is part of my current spiritual path, but it is also one of my daily practices. And I one of the things that I try to do is ground myself. I try to ground myself, feel that I'm fully inside my body, that I am not up here in my head overthinking, or that I am not moving so much or speaking so fast or moving so little or speaking so little. So it is only when it feels comfortable and that I can hear what's going on around me. I can see what, what is happening just right in front of me. And I can smell what's going on. Um, it's only in those moments where I say, oh, I'm fully present. And in order to keep that, that, that present state, let's just call it, um, in order to keep that present state, because it's very easy to lose that moment. Um, that's where where the daily practice of grounding and meditation comes to place because then it becomes a habit and it becomes something that your subconscious already know about so you are always you know doing it as you are aware of other things and not necessarily thinking i got to be present i got to be present i do indeed have to say that when i'm experiencing situations that are either life-changing or that shakes my world in that moment um i would say then that um in that moment i do have to remind myself jose 
get back to your body. Jose, you have to be present. Jose, feel the floor, like feel the, you know, like like feel with your toes and, and, and feel how your heart is pumping blood because you need to be back into the present moment because it's very easy, um, especially with, with the, all the chaos, chaos out there um, to, to, to live outside your body. Um, it can be painful because I think being present means that you have to hold yourself accountable for the present moment. You have to hold yourself accountable for situations that you cannot escape from. And also you have to become responsible for how you feel and all the emotions that are coming through when you are fully present. Um, and I think that, that that's, that's how I've only found grace. Um, when I'm able to stay present and work through that uh, discomfort, if it's discomfort, what I'm experiencing in the present moment, um, that there's uh, the blessings, you know, right after that. Um, it, 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 again, it's just very interesting. It's very interesting because the, 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 the present time, it's so, um, it's, it's, it's so, it's an illusion, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like right now we've been, um, like I'm fully present, but right now the, the, the time, you know, it, it's passing right mm -hmm. now. The season is changing right now. The sun is setting here right now. So, so it's kind of like it's 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 very interesting. It's just it's just a matter of trying to not miss from perspective who you are, I guess. Yeah. That's and by the way, this, <laughs> by the way, I have to say just for the listeners, they might be thinking, oh, this guy is going down the rabbit hole, or he's jumping from one topic to the other. But speaking about all these topics, they actually get me in such a trance mm -hmm. type of state yep. that I can just keep going on and on, and 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 it and sometimes it's new information that's coming through. Um, but I guess th those are the perks of being psychic that sometimes mm -hmm. you get downloads. Yeah. Um, yeah. when you are not expecting them. Yeah, and a lot of times when you're like talking to somebody or engage in a conversation you're there's like the other thing going on like giving you you're like whoa okay um mm -hmm. that's fascinating so the thing that you said it was like making me think about the present moment and the way I've at least experienced when I really know I'm ex like in it is when I'm actually really connected to the body or my body and so mm -hmm. you were talking about that too is like getting grounded and being in the body and I think that's um that's that's where it comes I think that's where it comes from because I, I think a lot of people are I, and me included get inside the head of like oh the head needs to experience mm -hmm. the present moment but maybe it's not the head no 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 but but it it, it and you know and it again it's just our human experience the 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 one that somehow dictates um something different um and and, and it's interesting because and then you think, oh, so you're telling me that being human is opposite to being psychic. And no, it's not that. It's also that being human, because we have a brain, we've been taught so many things. We've been programmed with so many beliefs that they are so ingrained in our brains that they, they if you don't live in the present moment, they are the ones controlling you. You know, they are the one moving the, the body and they are the ones doing um things uh but but yeah 
that's not that yeah it's coming back into your body yeah i think you said it yeah that that's what i was trying to say <laughs> no you said it i was just like oh yeah i was just confirming that yeah yeah that's my no experience. but being no but but this is this is the this is what's very interesting and 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 now i'm going on another on probably a, a a different topic but still somewhat related um my son sign is a virgo and we are known for being very analytical and for being very skeptic and for being very structured and organized and so very well connected to nature. But if you think about those concepts, when we are when we are being too analytical, we are being pulled up outside our body because we are in our brain thinking and thinking and thinking. And then you think about our connection to nature, which is the opposite. It's on the opposite end, it's, it's, that's the grounding. So is that dance of what happens in between and how balanced and how well calibrated you have it, um, what will allow you to stay present? Um, but it's very easy to lose it. I, I again, I feel yeah. I I do. It does happens to me, and I have to come back into my body many times during the day, especially when 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 it is when there are days that there is so much more movement going on. Yeah, that's a good, you know, that's something I need to rethink about too, like grounding throughout the day, because I definitely don't do that. So good reminder. <laughs> um, you kind of already mentioned sort of like um, spiritual books that you, or maybe even authors that you've read. Um, is there any current ones that you're interested in, or maybe not even spiritual? I know you're reading one about Leonardo da Vinci, I believe, that mm -hmm. you're, you're really hyped yeah, about. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I I think I did finish that book um cool. on the plane yesterday actually, um. But yeah, that one is called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. Um, is by Michael J. Gelb. Um, it is a quiet. I would say it's relatively old. Um, I know that people think that the new is the actual information. You know, it's like oh no, it's what's new, what's relevant. But I would say this person actually decided to study the life of Leonardo da Vinci and how he was able to be a genius um, and to be a person that would use his whole brain and only hit the left hemisphere or the right hemisphere. So because he was an artist, but he was also a very well um, uh, scientist. You know, and those are two things that people tend to separate in this world. And he was able to do all of them. Um, and he excelled at all of them. And, and that book even give, takes you through a journey that is somewhat intuitive. The word intuitive also comes up in the book several times, even though the book is not about intuition. Um, and it has uh, helpful exercises that could help you in developing the clairs and grounding which is very interesting again because this book has nothing to do with being intuitive hmm. um but by following the practices in the book it, it, you you could get there and i've used some of the exercises i've used them at work uh meetings just to open the meetings mm -hmm. and people have had a lot of fun with them yeah it, it, it's very so it's still very practical but somewhere it takes you through places that your brain probably have never uh, gone. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one. Thank cool. you for bringing that one up. 
because I did not have that one written down here. <laughs> um, but, but, but three books that I do keep very close to me. One is The Mind Control Method by Jose Silva. Um, I Surprisingly, I was reading that book when I was probably in seventh or eighth grade. No one told me about it. Somehow I found it in the internet. I downloaded the PDF. I grew up at the same time that computers were being a thing and were new. So I was trying, I was keeping up with technology back then. Um, and I read the whole book and I did practice all of the exercises in the book. And Jose Silva is very well known because there's this school today called Mind Valley. So Mind Valley actually bought the latest edition of his patients. And now they are proprietary of the actual Silva Control Metal branding. Um, but it all comes from Jose Silva. He was, I believe he used, he, 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 he was from Texas, I think. And he taught his children how to be psychics. And he taught his children how to manifest. He taught his children how to do remote viewing. And I was doing all of those exercises and studying them back when I was in school. And back then, I don't know, to some people that might uh, have seemed as a waste of time. But to me, I was just calmly in my room minding my own business, creating and practicing magic, I guess. <laughs> um, second book, The Wheels of Life by Anoria Judith. Um, the Wheels of Life is about the chakras. If you want to learn about the chakras, that's, that will be your go-to book because she studied from the foundation coming from India, tradi Indian tradition, and then the Western views and she somehow finds that middle ground where the information is understandable for the Western world. Um, and it has really good exercises, very good insights. Um, it, did, uh, it does teach you so much about the chakras, um, the centers of energies of the body and all of what they mean. It, 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 that one I have not finished reading it because of how much information there is. There's so much information in there. Um, and then the fourth book is Psychic Witch. I think this one is modern, pretty modern, I would I would say, by Matt Oring. And this one can be your go-to if you don't know that you're a psychic and you would like to explore what being a psychic is. Even though the, the book has the word witch in it, I would say don't, listeners, don't get scared because I don't think there's anything witchy about this book other than just you trying to become more intuitive. Um, mm -hmm. But that's a great, great book. It takes you through um, Matt's experiences by being a psychic, I believe in uh, God. I think he lived where in a city that's very well known for oh, the witch Salem yeah he lives in Salem yeah, he, li yeah. he lives in Salem um but but he speaks about his experiences his practice but then he also takes you from oh, through all the clairs mm -hmm. um it's a pretty cool book cool yeah um question on the wheels of life um mm -hmm. 
is the author going over the the seven major chakras or does she or i think it's a she but do they go through the other chakras as well so she covered so i would say she covers even different types of belief mm. meaning she covers the seven chakras she also speaks about the secondary chakras which includes the hands the feet but cool. she also explains how they all are connected and how the energy travels from the crown chakra to the root chakra mm -hmm. and in what shape and form and what directions and cool. she even places two different beliefs side to side where one belief places the sacral chakra right at the base of our spine and then the other belief system places the sacral chakra just in the way that you probably know which is right under our belly button in the pelvis area so mm -hmm. she compares several different uh ways of seeing and understanding them but ultimately i think she navigates more towards the seven ones mm -hmm. and because those are the ones that have the major impacts um and that relates to what we eat to what we listen to and to how we go about everything in, in our life well thanks um definitely gonna get that book for sure and probably yeah, this little I have book. It on paper copy <laughs> well i have it on, i have it on paper copy mm -hmm. if i ever finish it <laughs> um i can i can lend you the book you can borrow it from me <laughs> okay i'll keep that in mind thank you yeah send me a note <laughs> um so we're kind of getting toward the end here but um I guess something, you know, I, I frame it around spiritual journey, but like, are there any sort of pitfalls or uh, what do they call it? Pitfalls or um, maybe people to be aware of in your spiritual path? Um, just because I think that, you know, it's something to talk about in in this yeah. day and age. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't it everything uh, <laughs> um, old? pink and beautiful in the yeah. spiritual journey yeah there's no bad things yeah <laughs> uh no um i would say that there there are there are some things that i would like to advise the listeners about and and very simple if you do not know it if you feel that you do not want to do it um i would say don't do it don't even think about it and just even try to to not know it. Um, and, and I will explain what that means in just a second. But, you know, there is a level of uncertainty that we have to be okay with and to say yes when we are on the spiritual path. However, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean or that give you the right to play with fire. And what I mean with that is just beware of what, what doors you decide to open um the spiritual world is right here it's not too far it's right here it only requires doing some things or understanding some things to tap into it and you might you could be opening the door to to things that might not bring beautiful things to your life um i could speak uh about it from experience um trying to learn more about um more about more about spirits i would say trying to learn more about spirits working with guides and all this stuff 
um, that if you get to the wrong book or the wrong information, you might be tapping into beings that are not so high vibrational. So I would say, again, if you do not know, just don't do it, don't say it, and don't even think about it. Um, but it's a fun journey because I have a lot of fun with my angels and with my guides. Um, but but and, and that's where I navigate more towards. Um, but I but I also do know a thing or two about spirits um in in, in a safe way. Um, but I would say just just beware of that. Yeah. That is a good uh a good thing to keep in mind is to again listen to that intuition. Um that's yeah. telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that. Um, is there a, I say mantra or motto or some words that you might say to yourself to kind of keep you in a, in a frame, in a higher vibration or in a higher place that you look to, or, or maybe even say to yourself? Hmm. I, so there is not a particular one. However, I could tell you that on a daily basis, I do read some affirmations. And they all start with the words, I feel. Not I am, but with the words, I feel. And that's my daily reminder of, I feel good, I feel positive, I feel flexible, strong, beautiful, confident. Um, on a daily basis, I, I, I do go over those several times because um, we always need those reminders. And, and they are a grounding, they are a grounding part of my day too um and then the other one is just be myself i am constantly reminding myself jose it is okay to take space it is okay to be yourself it is okay to be authentic um regardless you know and and so so i would say that those are things that i do remind myself every single day about so i could say that might be my mantra or motto i'll figure it out how to make out a sentence or two out of all that. <laughs> I like that. It's no. like you start with I feel and then go from there. Kind of. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's how I start my day. Um, um, I, I have them in my phone. I have them written down next to my bed. And no kidding. As soon as I wake up, I pick the piece of paper and I start reading it. Even though I know them out of. I have them at the top of my head, but there's something about having them written down, mm -hmm. having them on paper, you know, it's like giving them more, it's, it, you are bringing them more into the real world, into the right. physical reality. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I guess what is your current area of focus that you either in a spiritually led way or that you want your life to go and be of service to people? blissful harmony and sorry bliss harmony and authenticity i think those three words would uh encompass where what i consider my areas of focus currently um one is that i'm trying to embody all that myself for myself in my own life but it is because i have been able to probably tap into what what I want my life to be um or what my what I want my life purpose to be and is that I would like to give people their life back and all that I mean with that is that um 
people are operating on they are all on their you know on autopilot people are feeling feelings that they shouldn't be feeling people are having life that they that are not even their life and i just feel deeply for everyone and 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 i feel that everyone needs their life back because um i when i when i've done my 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 spiritual readings and healings for others for strangers um i have discovered that most people are stuck and they are stuck in places that are of low vibration they are stuck in places that are gone that are very far in the past and they don't even realize it and 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 i would love for everyone to experience the levels the level of bliss harmony and and, and authenticity that i am experiencing um i want that for everyone and i feel that i i somehow could uh you know could could be a change agent for people um with my own skills abilities and my own uh life experiences i believe um that that i could uh help others in that um i do i do want to still focus on readings and healings um but i think my purpose goes beyond that i think i want to keep it more practical and i want to give people the tools to be able to live their life free Wow, that sounds amazing and very helpful for people. So thank you for sharing. Um, how do people reach you? What is your contact information if they'd like to uh, learn more about what you do or learn more about you as a person? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I am a very interesting person. I have to say that just mm -hmm. for anyone that, um, that that will visit my Instagram, beware. <laughs> I um so you can find me on instagram my instagram is public um and it is improve yourself but i will spell it because it is spelled differently um my instagram handle is i m p r o v three the number three underscore yourself y o u r s e l f that's my own Instagram. That's the only Instagram I have at the moment. Um, there's there's another Instagram on the works, um, but 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 for sure this is the one where you can reach reach out for me. Um, and then I do have also I'm developing a website um, still under development, um, but it is called the High Portal. Um, the website is the High Portal dot square dot side um that one only has my readings and healing services um nothing else still under development um and also my email same as the website um the high portal at gmail.com um i would still prefer for people to reach out on my instagram i'm there all the time very easy most people have an instagram just say hi um and you'll see me if you don't see my face it's not me <laughs> cool well thank you for sharing that and thank you for being on the show and sharing all of your wonderful experiences and um advice for people thank so you nice. thank you for creating this safe space that 
was an interview with Jose Alicia, where we discussed his spiritual journey and his amazing experiences with the non-physical world. You can reach Jose on his Instagram at Improve Yourself. To learn more about the Casual Temple podcast, please visit our website, casualtemple.com. There's a Casual Temple YouTube channel, and you can follow me on Instagram with username at Merrily Duffy or at Casual Temple. Please be sure to leave a review and share this episode with the people in your life who would enjoy this content. Do check out the other episodes of the Casual Temple podcast on your preferred podcast app, and thank you so much for listening.